Because portions of this true story may be frightening for younger listeners, we recommend parents listen first before sharing with their children. From Who's Your One, this is Kidnapped, a God Story. Episode 4, High Anxiety. The mind of a 10-year-old boy is a mysterious and marvelous thing. Chris Carrier had been kidnapped, stabbed, shot in the head, and then had laid unconscious for six days in an alligator-infested swamp. He'd lost the vision in his left eye, but otherwise he had survived, physically unscathed. He'd been the lead on every newscast, he'd been on the front page of every newspaper, and he'd been questioned by what seemed like every police detective in South Florida. And yet, through all of that, what Chris remembers thinking is, what did I get for Christmas? When you look back at, at when you're 10, thinking about what will Christmas be like, oh, it, it consumed me. And so my own mind didn't have any recognition of the parameter of danger I had been in. Uh, quite honestly, I think I had no concept of, of the bigger picture. Perhaps that's why Chris Carrier, six days removed from the nightmarish events of December 20th, 1974, had not yet thought through the implications of what had happened to him. Most 10-year-old boys don't do implications. He didn't know, for instance, that he'd missed Christmas. He didn't know he'd been shot in the head. He didn't even know he was supposed to be scared. He didn't know any of these things. Not until the two-hour Naples to Miami ride home from the hospital. Here's Dad and, and his son. Uh, we're driving in the car. We're headed home. And he's struggling through the conversation of telling me, life is going to be very different. There's a lot of things you're not going to be able to experience now. And, and of course, I'm sitting there thinking, what are you talking about? I'm completely oblivious in the seat next to him. And as we pulled in front of the house, uh, I mean, was, we're getting ready to have a wonderful homecoming. I remember my dad must have, have recognized that my puzzled look indicated that I had no idea what he was saying. And so he just flat out told me, he said, Chris, you were kidnapped, you were shot through the head, and you were left to die in the Florida Everglades. And, and you were missing for six days. And suddenly the anticipation of, of the homecoming and Christmas uh, kind of fell over me like a, a wave of, of fear, if you will, of, no, that can't be right. And I, I vividly remember walking in the front door and seeing uh, you know, a stack of Christmas presents in front of me and the family all uh, just excited to see me. But I bolted back to my bedroom and to the bathroom and climbed up my little three-step ladder to look in that mirror and was, you know, I guess, as horrified as a 10-year-old could be to say, what he told me is true. 
was it was a very tough moment to see the scars and to see uh, this new normal that I was going to have to contend with. There would be nothing normal about the new normal. With Chris's kidnapper still on the loose, officers from the Coral Gables Police Department were now parked outside 719 Alito Avenue every day and every night. Those cops ate dinner with Chris's family. They took Chris for rides in their squad cars and played basketball with him in the driveway. Their chief assignment was make Chris Carrier feel safe. But given the circumstances, there was only so much Coral Gables Finest could do. Those officers, I can think of so many, that just became a part of our family. They did just over and above what any police uh, department should or would be expected to do. But even still, it did not change anything for me in my heart of hearts, in my emotional kind of heart to say, you know, if, if the floorboard creaked, boy, I, I was going to jump up, grab my sleeping bag, and run down the hall to my parents' bedroom and roll that bad boy out as close to my daddy as I could get. And there were those moments in which I would wake up in sheer terror thinking that I was in my bedroom and, you know, could just picture that man walking through the house and cornering me in that room and coming to finish what he had started. Based on Chris's description, a police sketch artist drew a picture of a 50-something white male, gray hair, medium build, dark sunglasses. And when Chris's family looked closely at the picture, they saw something or someone vaguely familiar. The kidnapper had told Chris his name was Chuck. But the more the carrier studied the police sketch, the more they were certain. Chris's kidnapper was not named Chuck. This is the first time Chris remembers hearing the name David McAllister. My uncle looked back at that drawing and realized, hey, wait a second. This looks exactly like David McAllister, who had been hired as a live-in aide for my great uncle. Chris's father and uncle had fired David McAllister for drinking on the job. Chris didn't know David McAllister, but David McAllister knew Chris. As a matter of fact, David knew everyone in the Carrier family. He knew nicknames and faces and addresses. He had a motive and he owned a motorhome. Everything seemed to fit. And so they went to his house in uh, North Miami. And what was really interesting in the, in the record was that when they arrived and he opened the door, one of the very first things he said to them was, I expected you sooner. They brought David McAllister in for a lineup. And of course, here I am on the other side of that mirror-paned glass. I was so consumed with, I have to be 110% accurate and, and absolutely confident because if I point the finger at somebody and he's not the man who abducted me 
Well, now I've got to worry about two potential threats. And I just, I remember telling the officers, I, I just cannot be certain. I can't. There would be no more suspects. There would be no arrests. And it appeared that now there would never be a break in the Chris Carrier kidnapping case. Until the day something broke inside Chris. On the next episode of Kidnapped, A God Story. Any middle-aged, gray-haired man would get my heart rate going. There was first a cold case, and then nightmares, and then puberty. Now here I was, 13 years old, and I'm not who I was, and I'll never be. And then finally, there was a decision. I don't know exactly what the trigger was, but something hooked me to say, drop to your knees. And that's what gave Chris Carrier the courage to face what would come next. I said, I heard that you've confessed. And he said, I didn't confess to anything. You heard fairy tales. That's on the next episode of Kidnapped, A God Story. Episode 5 of Kidnapped, A God Story drops in four days. But if you don't want to wait, you can listen to all the episodes now and check out photos, videos, and other bonus material at whosyourone.com slash kidnapped.